Not one, not two, not three, not three, but five. There are five banners, five symbols of former greatness, five championships that were won by a Minnesota team. Those banners were taken from us and now fly high above the hardwood at the Staples Center. I'm Chilanga. And I'm Dylan. And we want those banners back. Chilanga, this I'm is really going for, sorry. The Five Banners Podcast. God damn it, I don't Dylan. think it works. even let me get through the intro. This is the first time I've ever taken time to write something out. And you can't even let me get through it. I was so proud of you. I, I'm actually at Staples Center right now. That's why you can may- maybe hear a little bit of reverb in the background. I'm currently undercover uh, trying to steal these banners. Everyone else is in lockdown right now, so I figure it's a perfect time to take these banners back. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Although I think there were just a bunch of people in the Staples Center with that um, big Tyson Jones fight the other night. That was at Staples, wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch boxing, Chlanga. maybe it wasn't at staples maybe it was in vegas i don't know i don't know anything about boxing either um i guess that intro wasn't that good so once again welcome to the coast to coast nba podcast i'm chilanga i'm dylan and we still have not found our new name uh but for now coast to coast sits really well with me we're desperately searching We've got a bunch to talk about. Well, actually, we don't have that much to talk about. We're going to talk about some news. We're going to introduce a new segment. And then Dylan, uh, recently added to the zone coverage team, is going to tell us about uh, an article that came out last week, his first article, and an article that he's got coming out this week. Um, So he's going to kind of act as the guest today. How does it feel to be not the co-host, but the guest? I don't think it feels any different, Chilango. All right, that's cool. Uh, first, let's get to some real news. Uh, this just broke moments ago. Um, when you're listening to this, not moments ago, but for me now, moments ago, Rondé Hollis Jefferson signed a one-year non-guaranteed training camp deal with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Dylan, you were really wanting Rondé Hollis Jefferson on the team. How does it feel? Yeah, I saw this from Wolfie. He posted this a couple days ago, and I am very into the idea of Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. We were thinking about him last year. Would have been nice if we got him instead of Travion Graham. They were both Nick or both Nets expats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Said Nick's. But yeah, a, a great culture. Two years ago, at least, the Nets were. And so all these players, for example, like Ed Davis, they're kind of sought after as great locker room guys. And I think Rondé Hollis-Jefferson probably fits into that as well. Mm-hmm. I think that Rondé Hollis Jefferson has a chance to start. Chalanga thought he was like in his late twenties or something like that, but he's only 25 years old right now. I, I still think he has room to improve. Like Jason Kidd didn't get good at shooting threes until he was 30 or something like that. And he's been working on his shot these last two seasons. I know he didn't shoot much while he was in Toronto, but he played fine for Toronto. Uh, his stats weren't that bad. And why is he on a non-guaranteed deal? Like he seems like he'd be a shoe in for a guaranteed minimum for a year, just for a year flyer. Dylan, are you, do you have his basketball reference page pulled up by chance? Not yet. I will. Okay. Get, it. get, get before you get it, guess what his uh, three point percentage was last season. 18%. 18. Yes. Nah, you're giving him too much credit. It was 13%. Oh no. <laughs> I did look it up earlier. That's why I said 18. And I see in Brooklyn, it was 18. <laughs> but he, he only took 23 attempts. And so like on his career, he's only shot 200 threes, which is 
nothing. Um, so I guess if you squint, there's a chance that maybe he could shoot some threes, but no, um, you can't look a, at a you can't squint. You can't look at anything that he's done in the NBA so far because he's been working on this shot the last two seasons. Like I'm just saying, it, he he doesn't take them. It's not like a matter of like. On but. Toronto, he doesn't need to take them because Toronto has four other guys on the court who are more than willing to take the shot and should be taking the shot above him. So, like, why would he even take those shots? And what he's is there for is more the defense anyway. Right. Well, which is why he would slot in well Perfectly. as a starter for the Wolves next to Cat and all the shooters that, that we have on this team. Um, I will say, though, we might not even get to see him play because he is just on a training camp deal. And so my understanding of what that means is that he can play for the G league team and the wolves like retain his rights so that if they wanted to have him play with the big team, they could sign him to an NBA contract. It's different than a two way where a player can go back and forth. Rondé has to stay in the G league and I guess maybe at practice um, or a training camp. Um, <laughs> until he signs an actual NBA contract. That's my understanding of it. Um, but I, I do just want to say I'm, I'm no uh, CBA expert, um, but I do You're know how to CBA intermediate. So. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will add also John Hollinger recently went through and did this uh, boards experiment, B O R D dollar sign. And he sort of uh, assigned value, a, um, a dollar value to each available free agent this offseason and his boards actually uh, valued Hollis Jefferson super highly. He was worth 11 million, 800,000 uh, in John, John Hollinger's uh, boards. So can I got that. I, I can totally believe that because John Hollinger's also the guy who came up with PER, which thinks that Mitchell Robinson is a hall of famer. So that's true. He I is, don't believe one thing John Hollinger creates when he's creating a model, a statistical model. I don't believe any of his statistical models. Yeah, I think what Rondé Hollis Jefferson does do is he doesn't take a lot of shots and he does play good defense. So <laughs> um, I'm, I'm thinking that there's some some statistical shit that's happening that is uh, overvaluing him but still getting him on a non-guaranteed deal when it feels like he should at least have a guaranteed nba contract is great value for the wolves absolutely chalanga what is malik beasley worth in boards or are we going to talk about that later we will talk about that later right now we're moving on to our newest segment we're trying something new this segment is called real stupid news this is where when nothing happens in the nba dylan and i talk about all the stupidest stuff that happened uh, first, Evan Turner <laughs> returns to the Boston Celtics. The former Timberwolves, Evan Turner. Uh, this is where Evan Turner earned that huge contract that Portland gave him. The <laughs> the time he spent in, in Boston, he looked like he could be good. And then he well, was Portland and he <laughs> forgot how to shoot the ball. The interesting thing is that he's going to be the coach for their player development and that's the exact one thing that he didn't do right in the NBA was develop at, at all. Yeah, he had so much potential. I mean, like, he was like, I don't know, he's like LaMelo Ball, this, like, tall point guard who could, oh my God. Who had a, you know, a rough... Sh Has anyone ever done that comp? Because I think that's a pretty good comp, actually. Evan Turner, LaMelo Ball. Um, 
But Evan Turner could also jump out of the gym. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy that he's going to work on developing the players. Um, they might as well just have hired Timmy Turner. You know, when he was playing basketball. <laughs> I don't remember what the wish was, but he just became like 12 feet tall and would dunk it in like from above. Dude, I can't jumping. believe you brought out the Timmy Turner reference. <laughs> that like was somewhere in the back of your brain. You just pulled it out. I'm impressed. Um, we've got some more stupid Celtics news. The Boston Celtics pulled off the Gordon Hayward side and trade. Dimsdale, Demodome. Um, Sorry. <laughs> you know Gordon Hayward you know, signed a trade. You know what song I was just singing from Fairly Apparents the other day? Um, my shiny the, teeth and me, shiny teeth, shiny teeth. I love that, that song. song. I yeah, love that, song, that song so much. What's that? What's that pop star's name? Uh, uh, Kip. Was it Kip? Kip? No. Kip White Teeth, um, probably. <laughs> Uh, so Boston pulled off the Gordon Hayward sign and trade. Um, they just had to give up two future second round picks to do it. And uh, Charlotte sent back the smallest thing that you could send back without it being nothing in a conditional second round pick. I'm guessing it's a top 55 protected second round pick. Wait, back to real news. It's Chip Skylark. How could we forget? <laughs> Chip Skylark and uh, not Kip White Teeth. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I was close. Kip is so close. <laughs> I'm taking the win. What the Ooh. hell is going on? Who I've been trying to think all day about who the Boston Celtics could possibly get for this sign and trade exception. You know, I was looking to at, at some NBA salaries. Harrison Barnes would fit nicely. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you know who would fit nicely? Nick Batum. <laughs> uh, formerly, he just got waived, though. I know. Minimum, so. I know. I know. <laughs> um, you know who else would fit really well in there? Andrew Wiggins, actually. Well, but what, what would he do for the Celtics when they already have five wings no on one. the roster? They're not getting anyone. Who's, who, who, is, who are they giving up? In Miles Turner. <laughs> I guess Miles Turner would fit, but... But they, they already gave already him up. Didn't, they didn't want to get they they weren't gonna take give up Miles Turner for Gordon Hayward. They're not gonna give up Miles Turner for what? Marcus Smart? Are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> oh, Clint Capella. Stupid. You know, you know who could spare a center is the Hawks. I mean, that's actually not a bad idea if if the Celtics give up one of their a billion young guys that they don't care about <laughs> and just uh, absorb Clint Capella's salary. That I mean, that could be something. But like but, but the Hawks already traded a first-round pick for Clint Capella. What are the Hawks doing? Okay, sorry. Uh, back attack. We gotta get. Yeah, back I don't. I don't really understand. I mean, good for the Celtics to get that trade exception. I guess like giving up two second-round picks doesn't really matter. But I just don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with it. I don't know <laughs> what they're gonna do with it because they clearly don't want to give up any of their good players, and the players that they would want, like. Oh, what are they going to get? Bradley Beal? <laughs> Once again, no one wants Marcus Smart for Bradley Beal. I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, I mean, unless they're like actually planning on giving up Jalen Brown. Yeah, that, that would have to be the piece. But, they would have to give up Jalen. But then why would, do you need the trade exception if you're giving up Jalen Brown? He's well, because Jalen Brown, no, Jalen, oh, is, no, I thought, well, maybe next year he, is, is that when his extension He's, he's already in? extended, so he counts for the extension salary. Oh really? Because last year he was making like six million or four million or something like that. I don't know what he was making, but he was making yeah. his rookie deal. So well, he's, I guess our, there might he's be, officially there, there might be a deadline where he doesn't 
but I think once the season starts, he counts for his next year's salary. Anyway, the Celtics are doing weird stuff. Luckily, they still have two young all-stars and one old all-star in Kemba Walker. So they'll be fine. Uh, and next piece of news, Andrew Bogut announced his retirement today. Dylan, sad. Can you believe Andrew Bogut isn't going to play in the NBA anymore? Yeah, I can't. Not no. playing in the NBA for a whole year. As he would say, no, no. You is, know, that like your, is that your Australian accent? No, that was my making fun of what Australians sound like when they say no. I can't believe it. All right, the next piece of news <laughs> is that Curry announced that uh, he is getting his own brand with Under Armour, Curry Brand. Oh, God. To make more shoes that look like marshmallows. Did you see the We Believe shoes that I just sent you? Did you actually yeah, click on that link? The, I did. The the painting of the We Believe shoes. That was a weird thing that you sent me, Dylan. I'm sorry. BR did Kicks he, is messed up. Did they, they announce the feed. Curry 8, the We Believe Curry 8s through a painting? If so, <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> through a Baroque painting of <laughs> Steph Curry with his shoe. I, Dylan, I love the NBA so much. Like, there is so much stupid shit that has happened in just in the past 24 hours. I think this is a segment we need to keep. Um, and and the last piece of fake news is, uh, or not fake news, this is real, real news. Real stupid news. It's real stupid news. Is that Jake Paul knocked out Nate Robinson in the ring. Did you watch it, Dylan? I didn't watch one second of it. Yeah, me neither. I don't care. Why is a six foot two, 250 pound kid who was like a middle school bully fighting a five foot eight, 160 pound known for being one of the smallest NBA players of all time? Mm -hmm. Why was that happening? It was stupid. Also, like we can't support Jake Paul because he is like a, 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 a documented horrible person and a racist and just like... <laughs> Everything that's bad about modern culture is epitomized by Jake Paul. Uh, so I'm I'm sad. I was like hoping that Nate Robinson. Not everything. To... There there are some bad things about our culture that are epitomized by his brother Logan Paul. Oh yes, 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 yes. True, 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 true. We got to um, spread it out. Yeah, they 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 get to split that that uh, lovely title that we've given. Um, <laughs> But I was hoping Nate would be able to knock him out. But at the end of the day, I don't care. All right. That was real <laughs> good news. Uh, <laughs> Dylan, now we get to talk about some really cool stuff. Um, we got all Wait, that. Stuff. Do you want to hear something that's like, I'm? there's no way I'm including this on the pod, but it's actually some like Jake Paul interesting gossip. Sure. My hairstylist. <laughs> Whoa! I can't believe you got to cut that from the pod. <laughs> Holy crap! That's the craziest thing I ever heard. I know, and it's real. And I'm so sorry to all of our listeners that I can't say it out loud. But I don't want to get into like some kind of deep shit somehow online. Okay, now that Dylan just dropped that bomb on me and none of our listeners, <laughs> we get to <laughs> move on to Dylan dropping some other bombs or should i No, say but seriously Chilanga, it's like so not surprising right no 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 not at all I, that's like <laughs> the least shocking news like it's it's shocking just because like there's confirmation but it's not shocking 
<laughs> to to know it. You know? To know how terrible he is that he mm-hmm. would do such a thing. All right. Let's <laughs> let's bring this back. Let's bring this back to our home base, our home our hometown, Minneapolis, yes. Minnesota. Yes, yes. Um, or was that a for you? Uh, well, and... well uh, I was born in Minneapolis. Okay, okay, fine, fine. I've fine. I've actually I've lived all over. I've I was born in Minneapolis. I my first my first home yeah was in Minnetonka, then Golden Valley, then I moved to Minnetonka again, then to Wyzetta, then to Mound, and oh, then I, I forgot that you lived in Mound. Yeah, well, that was actually during college. I lived in Mound briefly. Yeah, I I don't, you definitely told me that before though, because <laughs> anytime somebody tells me that they live in Mound, I I remember because Mound is a funny name for a town. <laughs> Dylan. Enough. We got to move on to some Timberwolves content. Dylan, you wrote an article for Zone Coverage. Finally. Asking the question, how far does does Carl, Ken Carl, take the Timberwolves? And you called it comps. First, I guess, what is comps and, and where did the idea come from? Yeah, so I created a statistical model, kind of like John Hollinger does, except I'm dumber than john hollinger even though i think john hollinger is not that good at his own statistical modeling sometimes because pierre is super flawed and i think boards is pretty bad hello my name is dylan carlson i'm really stupid and so are the best people who do (laughs) analytics in and for the nba so okay wait are you telling me that pr is not flawed at all I mean, pr is flawed for sure but seriously and john hollinger doesn't even use pr anymore yeah, well, I'm not going to use boards ever because if <laughs> if Rondé Hollis Jefferson is worth twice as much as Malik Beasley, there's something fucking wrong. We'll get there later. Why don't anyway, you, like, read I, the article first before you pass judgment. Okay, then... I will. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but still, like it, it just it absolutely. I got you. Brain got you, blasting. You. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns. I wanted to write something. This is my first article, and you said. They want to hear your voice and kind of get a, a good idea of how you write, like what your process is or how you think about the Timberwolves. And so I had to kind of include a bunch of things. There was obviously a lot of blue humor in it because I have to include that. That's so authentically me. Because you but, nasty boy. <laughs> but uh, I also included statistics because I love dumb stats. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to fi- find out how far Carlton Towns will take a playoff team um, or a team. I don't even know if he can make the playoffs. That's the, my biggest fear is that Chalinka, I don't know if Carlton Towns can lead a team to the playoffs as the best player. So well, I've tried to find it out. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. So what, what was the process? How did you go about trying to figure this out? I decided to look back into history, do a deep dive and find people who were comparable to Carl Anthony Towns. I ended up only finding because he is such a rare commodity, 42 other guys. And one of them was Nikola Jokic. So I basically found uh, guys who played at least 49% of their minutes at power forward or center that I call it the Richard Lewis line of demarcation because <laughs> I had to include him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cause he's, he was an incredible stretch four for Orlando in the 2009 finals. So I had to include him. Even though he wasn't the best player on that team. You get my drift, though. You catch my oh, drift. Oh, yeah, I got you. Ooh, I'm uh, catching all sorts of drift, baby. And then I used uh, a shot chart from Basketball Reference or to see like their shot selection. They had to shoot at least 25% of their shots from 10 feet or more. That did not work for players like Jack Sigma. 
that didn't work for our favorite Bill Lambeer, coach of the Vegas Aces now. Anyway, so 1997 was when they started tracking shots like that on basketball reference. So, but I still wanted to add guys like Lambeer and uh, Jack Sigma because I figured that we I need some guys to compare them to, right? Uh, yeah. And the other thing is that they were so similar in the fact that both of them led teams to the playoffs in terms of their advanced stats. But then when they got to the playoffs, they weren't nearly the best player on the team, like not even the second best player on the team. They were like very far down the list. So that got me to thinking like that's very similar to Carl Anthony Towns. What happened in 2018, he broke all of our hearts and completely disappeared. He broke Shaq and Chuck's heart. He broke everyone's heart in Minneapolis. Yeah. And when it was so funny to, it wasn't funny. I was not laughing. Um, but, <laughs> but we are like, now regularly get switched on to James Harden and not be able to do anything against James Harden. So Granted, stupid. I mean, James yeah. Harden is low key, a power forward, True. Um, but, uh, I guess here's, I have a couple questions, Let, let's just, let's get this a little, a little more focused. So one, my first question, before you tell us how far you, you learned that he could take us in your research and, and, and in your, in your studies, who were some of the closest comps to, to uh, Carl as far as like how many shots and where they were coming from and, and uh, like leading their team in VORP and things like that. What were the closest comps that you could find? I mean, honestly, no one was even close to what, what Carl does. Right. So yeah. Nikola Jokic is the greatest comparison, but he's just a completely different player. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's going to be more playing from the block or from down low and getting assists to the out to the perimeter players. Whereas Carl Anthony Towns all too often is standing out on the outside. So he is the perimeter player that yeah. Jokic would be passing to. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> it, they're almost, even though they play the same position, they're almost the opposite types of players. They're, mm. it's, it's a very weird thing. Carl Anthony Towns has never happened before. Dirk Nowitzki? maybe but Dirk Nowitzki played out of the post his whole career like mm -hmm. he has the similar skill set maybe to like what a Dirk Nowitzki would do today but because yeah. of the way that he is used today there's just no precedent there's absolutely well, zero he's precedent. also got he's also got way more athleticism than Dirk ever had so absolutely yeah there's nothing that has to be accounted for all right so he's a better I guess than Dirk too when it was all said and done how far do you does your model predict that Carl could take us? Basically, I just I I saw how far everyone took their teams in the first five years. I feel like for five years is a good sample size because Carl Anthony Towns has played that many years, and so you're the beginning of a completed product, right? So then I saw how far they would take their team at the end, right? And for Carl Anthony Towns, so far he has taken a team because Jimmy Butler was hurt. He actually led the led the Wolves in VORP and win shares. And so he took us to 16 games away in his first five years. Well, 15, right? Didn't they win one game? Yeah, but Carl Anthony Towns wasn't the best player on that team by any measure. Oh, because of, of Jimmy. Yes, of course. Of course. So and not just because of Jimmy, but because he fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't give him the one win. Same yeah. with uh, Bill Ambeer, maybe that wasn't clear before, but like that's the same thing that I did um, with Bill Ambeer and Jack Sigma mm -hmm. was I didn't give them any of those playoff wins because they were just so bad in the playoffs. Right. 
So I averaged how far everyone ended up taking their teams, whether it was they didn't take them any farther or they took them like way farther. For example, uh, Tim Duncan, like he won a championship in his first five years as the best player. David Robinson was not the best player on that 1999 team. But then 2003, 2005 and 2007, Tim Duncan was once again, the best player on a championship team. So he ended up actually getting 48 wins because 16 times three. So I input negative 48 into his wins away from a championship column for his career. Now, no other player gets that. Like Kevin Garnett doesn't get all of a sudden like extra wins just for getting to game seven of the finals in 2010 because Kevin Garnett's known as a one championship player. And Kevin Garnett did lead that Celtics team in 2008 to uh in vorp and in win shares so kevin garnett ended up taking his team to one championship and therefore he has a, a zero next got to it so team. you get you get a you get a big bonus if you were the best on two championship teams like exactly looks and like you only get the bonus and uh duncan are the only two that got that big bonus cool interesting Yes, exactly. And so you only get the bonus if you get multiple championships. And that's because that's the only way we see players is in terms of how many championships did they win? Um, that's why, so I that's thought that why made sense. LeBron isn't, you know, isn't solidly the GOAT because he hasn't won more championships, even though he's been to the finals so many times. Exactly. So if I had counted it the other way and gave mm-hmm. LeBron credit for how how close he got each time, he'd be way past Jordan by now, but he's not. Yep. Um, in terms of championships, at least. I do think LeBron James has a case in other senses of the conversation. But anyway, so Carl, how many wins can he improve from 16? Because realistically, he was barely the best player on that Timberwolves team in 2018, and he was super healthy. And this last year, he was not super healthy. So there are many things that could happen in his career, and he might not be able to improve. And so all of these things are, are taken into account. All of the players that are comped to him that I have, I would give them a yes, no for whether they improved. Uh, and it ended up being that uh, 68% of these comps ended up improving, okay. which is pretty good. I mean, yeah, that means there's bad. 68% chance that Carl Anthony Towns isn't traded to a team like the Clippers or something like that, where he wouldn't be the best player on the team. That uh, if he does stay on the Timberwolves, he will improve as a leader of the team. And also means that he's has a 68% chance that he won't get injured or anything like that. Like Amari Stoudemire, for example. Okay. Um, so, so the 68% isn't like a, like a perfect odds, but it, it just is sort of a, a reflection of history. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's great. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I wanted to find the amount of improvement in wins. So I averaged all of these players improvement in their amount there in the amount of games they got away from a championship. Okay, so how right? much closer they moved in their past their first five years? Yes. It's, so okay. this is maybe that's the these numbers have been confusing so far, but like if if you are sixteen games away from a championship, that means you just made the playoffs and then you won zero games because you have to win sixteen games since two thousand three in order to win a championship. Got you. I ran into a couple issues, but I'm not going to get into that now with like players that played in the 15 game era or the 14 game era, era. which was before in the early eighties and late Uh seventies. So, um, but it ended up not changing my model because those players played usually within those eras and Mm -hmm. they usually made it past the the first round anyway. So that wouldn't affect the numbers much at all. 
But uh, so when I averaged all of these improvements of every single comp, every single Carl Anthony Towns comparison, it ended up being 6.52 wins. And if you take 16 and you subtract that 6.52 wins, you end up getting to 9.48 wins away from the championship, right? So nine or 10 wins away. And 10 wins away means that Carl Anthony Towns gets us to a Western Conference semifinal game six, and he could lose that. But there's that 52% chance that he will take us to a game seven in the Western Conference semifinals. Uh, (laughs) Because if we get to a Western Conference semifinal game six or game seven with Cat as the best player, I think I'd be pretty satisfied. I would be happy to win more than one playoff game. Or one series. (laughs) That'd be amazing. Yeah, it would be really amazing. Um, okay, well, this is this is all really interesting. Um, if you want a deeper dive on this, you can read <laughs> Pretty Dylan's comp, comps piece on uh, zonecoverage.com. Um, I believe the piece, what's it called? I don't know. All right, or how, fat, how far Carlson. can Cat lead us? Look up my name. <laughs> yeah, you can find him on Zone Coverage. Dylan Carlson is a lot easier to look up. And you can get in depth. You can look at his crazy spreadsheet. Um, he is the king of insane spreadsheets. I love it so much. Uh, Before we go, we're just going to talk briefly about Malik Beasley because he got that big extension four years, $60 million with a fourth year team option. So it's only like 43 million that's guaranteed. Um, But Dylan, you're currently working on a piece to see where Malik stacks up against other players. If he's overpaid, underpaid. Um, what, what, What are you learning so far? I have created the model. And it's basically me calculating how much an average starting shooting guard gets paid, how much an average starting small forward, and then compiling them all together into different into different parts. So there, I have uh, average salaries, I have median salaries, I have everything just to see how bad this deal is. Because I feel like a lot of the maybe the mainstream NBA, but also like Wolves Twitter seems to be very split as to whether. Uh, Malik Beasley is a good contract, but what we really have to think about in these times is that at least Gerson Rosas is not Tom Thibodeau, who was signing Gorky Jang, Andrew Wiggins, <laughs> Jeff Teague, Taj Gibson, all of those guys to m- contracts that had player options on them rather than team options like we got with Malik Beasley, and that were all for more money per year than Malik Beasley. I, yeah, just we, just so just so we know, Gorgie Jang's contract was a four-year, sixty-two point eight million dollar contract, all for more, and that was all guaranteed. Yep, Malik Beasley only has forty-three million dollars guaranteed, and then we get to decide whether we want to have him for that fourth year or not. And if we decide to have him for that fourth year, that means that the all of those four years were a great deal for us. Yes, that means if, if if he is on the team for that fourth year, this is a value contract. Why are we all of a sudden seeing Malik Beasley's deal at 23 years old with so much potential, so much hard work that he puts into his game and uh, into the gym and all of that stuff? Or when I'm saying the gym, I guess into like lifting because you saw how jacked he is. Yeah. <laughs> but like, why is all of a sudden Malik Beasley a bad contract when Robert Covington was this great contract and he never even fucking stepped foot on the court. Well, I mean, I, Robert no, Covington I, in, I in theory, right? right? Yeah, you no, have to... <laughs> he was great. He was electric when he was on the court. 
I'm just trying to see now where, uh, okay, John Hollinger's boards, which you have stated since is stupid and you hate it and John Hollinger is dumb. You know he listens to this, right, Dylan? I hope um, so. <laughs> I want to start a media feud with John Hollinger. Yo, I'm that'd honestly, be so good for us. Honestly, if we can get any traction and we can start having beef with other writers, that like, ooh, I want that so bad. Um, <laughs> Malik Beasley is valued uh, in John Hollinger's boards at six million one hundred thirty-eight thousand, which is really, really low. I think part of that is is because he is like has such a small sample size. Like he really has not played very much in the NBA. Um, but, but even, but when he did play a lot, which was the season before last, yeah, he played really well. I mean, he was a 40% three point shooter. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of what Hollinger is, is analyzing probably factors in this really dumb season last year that he had in Denver where he was getting minutes sometimes. He didn't know when Monte Morris was getting the minutes. Most of the times Gary Harris was getting the minutes most of the time, but they, they didn't always stay on the court. They didn't like, he was just getting these random games where it was just like, all right, time to play Malik. And then Malik was offered a three year, $30 million deal. And he was offended by it. So there was a lot, there were a lot of reasons why he could have been disgruntled and why he could have maybe put up some shaky performances for that team, you know? And, and it's yeah. But I you just, know what? Gerson Rosas looked, looked him in the eyes shut up (laughs) no all right uh when does this piece when does this beasley piece come out dylan it should come out on thursday i hope i do have it halfway done and let's just hope that tom puts it up for us you know hey shouts to tom fryer we love you my guy love you tom um before we go dylan a quick Lindsay whalen would you rather Uh oh would you rather have malik beasley at thirteen million dollars this year, or Gary Harris at seventeen million. Hmm. Easily Beasley. <laughs> All right, one more for you. Would you rather have Malik Beasley at thirteen million this year, or Dylan Brooks at eleven? Come on, come on, come on, come on. I mean, you know that I don't hate Dylan Brooks, uh, but our boy Rudy St. Clair hates Dylan Brooks. So I'm going to go with Malik Beasley here. I think Malik Beasley has the higher ceiling. I love it. I'm with you. I like Malik Beasley. Like at the end of the day, he's going to be able to knock down shots. And that's what this team needs. Well, this team needs a lot of things, but (laughs) I'm pretty sure is is one of them. You know, they shot they shot 33 percent as a team from three last year. Thank you, Travion Graham. Yikes. Um, Shouts (laughs) to Rudy. I think we mentioned him in every pod that we do. We we got to get him on as a guest. <laughs> we talk about him way too often to have never had him on the podcast. Um, oh. So, <laughs> quit Rudy, turning us down, Rudy. If, if you're listening, we're begging you to come on at some point. Um, we'll be back next week with uh, Zone Coverage Zone. Kyle Radke, hopefully, unless he backs out, but he said yes. So, Kyle, oh wow, if you're listening. Kyle, please don't listen so that like you <laughs> still say yes to us. <laughs> Um, you can we need the clout. I just put out a piece today, uh, kind of going into if the Wolves have a chance to make the playoffs, which I think they do. Uh, you can read that at Zone Coverage. Chalanga's uh, getting those clicks. Click, click, baby. Mad clicks. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CND Pod. Send us an email at coast to coast NBA pod at gmail.com. The number two, and that's C N 
N D, like the number, the number N, the letter N. What? <laughs> How uh, many N's are in there? <laughs> okay, so our Twitter handle is at C N N N N N N D Pod. Oh no, Jesus Christ! No one's ever gonna um, find us, Changa. <laughs> and like, subscribe, rate, review download do all the podcast stuff you know how to do it just do it for us please okay okay um our musical guest this week was not booked by me dylan and i just had a 10 minute conversation and we decided that we're gonna stick out stick it out with no music so um until next time i'm just gonna sing a song no let me down the street bye Thank God it was only one line long.